Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. It's your host, Jay Dub. We're going to do a two-part pod. So this first part, I'm going to have a guest, DC, Dave Connell, commissioner of my college fantasy league. The content's going to be who are the best college fantasy players. I uh, might sneak in a little realignment, you know, what the state of the college football looks like and some surprise teams and players. The second part of the pod will be kind of high impact freshmen and really interesting transfers. So those are kind of a bunch of names. We're really touching on higher level players here. I, we're not expecting you to be playing in really deep college fantasy leagues. Uh, maybe you are. We're in a 20 team league um, and we've got uh, four conferences. Uh, so we cover a lot of players, but we're trying to keep it pretty straightforward and just try to build interest here. So have uh, welcome DC on the flip side. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Okay. Welcome DC. Great to talk to you. Good to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Always available to chat college football. Well, you're the you're the commish for the long-standing college fantasy league that we're both in. So I appreciate all the hard yeah. work and I know you have some unique knowledge. Uh, yeah, it's I I always, I always say that I'm the undersecretary because I have not won the ring yet. I'm always the <laughs> the I'm always the the bridesmaid never the bride, but I'm hoping that that changes this year. I've I've traditionally had a pretty strong squad, but I've never pulled off the championship. There's so much luck involved in this thing. Oh, of course. It's a crapshoot. That's what I love about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. There's there's some skill. And I think in the fantasy leagues that I know we've played in, there's we we sort of architect it in such a way where there's enough strategy and skill required that like it does wipe out the people that aren't putting yeah. the effort in. But there's still a tremendous amount of luck. And yeah, particularly in college, where as we'll talk about, there's a wide yeah. range of, of a performance like you have a great player yeah. who might play in a tough conference and have some great games but then you have a player who's kind of mediocre who can go on a run yeah um, so i actually funny funny little side story one year just years ago i won it i picked up this guy who was listed as a tight end named ryan Nall. he played at oregon yeah state. He actually oregon state players. running back right yeah so he was moved to running back was still listed as tight end and oh. he went on a massive run uh, second yeah. half of a season and I was able to play him at tight end and he put up yeah. huge numbers and I had a good team yeah. um our, our buddy our mutual buddy weave would tell you I also Trey had McKitty. Um, Trey yeah, McKitty Trey McKitty I had a That's guy right. what was the Washington State receiver who still kind of plays around anyhow he made some crazy catch at like Pac-10 after dark that brought me from Is being down to winning yeah River Craycraft that's a great that you know remember that yes yeah, so a River <laughs> uh, Craycraft yeah was my receiver who actually saved me in the semifinal matchup to win it. And then I went on to win the next week with Nall having like yeah. a massive week. So, you know, that, and that was just pure luck. I picked him up. I, I mean, there was a little bit of skill and I figured out that he was a tight end. I saw that he got moved to running back and started putting up numbers, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of luck involved in this. So. Yeah. I, I read an interesting take of just like that pro fantasy is there's like a casual casuals versus analysts. And yeah. so sometimes like anal very deep analysts can overanalyze because you're you're just absorbing so much information and that you overthink that and you get attached to your guys and and yada yada yada. Whereas um the casuals are just like, I'm just drafting off ADP and there's a regression towards the mean on those things rather than having them strong opinions. 
college fantasy is obviously there are there's inconsistent info you really have to absorb the knowledge and then kind of understand you know scheduling and the situation that that the specific player has to understand if they're going to put up stats you can have all the talent in the world like you said play in a tough conference like tight ends like Brock Bowers for instance may not be an awesome fantasy tight end but he'll be an elite next level prospect yeah it's a good call so the first we're going to do a two-parter first part here we want to tackle who are the sort of top college players in terms of fantasy and you know some of these will ha- translate to the next level so there's interest here if you're not playing college fantasy yeah but i think at the end of the day i just did a podcast by the way which is live already all right about why you should do college fantasy before we get in let's in i you know i talked a little bit about realignment we mentioned this a little bit in the pre-show you know what what's your take on the craziness are we are we basically doomed to have three super conferences with Obviously, the SEC and Big Ten, and now ACC, if they pick up Cal and Stanford, because I think they'll be at eight, and, and SMU, by the way, they'll be at 18 yeah. members now. What's your what's your take? Where does this all end up? You know, I I think you and I probably are in agreement on this. It's it's I think that this is probably a stasis for the next seven to 10 years while these deals run out. And and I, I think that the heyday of of networks overpaying for these live sports rights is probably coming to a head just because it's the the economics don't work if it's just it's a one-upsmanship so i could see a a scenario where you have big 10 kind of removing some of those some of those schools and, and the secs like you might not see the vanderbilts you might not see the Rutgers make it into that next realignment where there may be like 30 schools that just say, you know what, we're the blue bloods. Um, we have all, we have the, the most money in our programs. We get the most donated to us. We're just going to move to this, this, our own thing. Now, I, I think that that's probably still a few years away, but you, you never know. It's a, it's a wild landscape. It is a wild landscape. It's actually interesting. You're loosely involved in the content creation, eyeball audience game. And I I think you actually kind of nailed it right there. I think my take on it would be ultimately schools are almost all their own, at least on the football side, become their independent entities. And they're probably, maybe they band together to, to to your point with like the top band together and they're selling direct package deals. I'm a big believer in the direct to consumer model. I think that cutting out the network is, is what's going to end up happening. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, to your point, the economics aren't working, but mostly just because they used to get carriage fees. So they got guaranteed <laughs> revenue from consumer right. packages and those packages are dying. Um, yeah. I think it is crazy. Like one, one thing I noticed that blew my mind was. I think it is, it's the ACC commissioner is retiring next year and mm. the guy taking over is a, I believe he's a NBC sports exec. Um, oh yeah. So what, but, but that, what that tells me is it's like, talk about, oh no, oh, no I take that back. Sorry. I just misspoke. It's Notre Dame's AD Jack Swallow oh. is retiring and an NBC sports exec is taking over as the athletic director. But that says you all you need to know about with state of college sports. Like they're That's bringing right. in a TV exec as the athletic director. Um, That's right. So anyhow, it'll be interesting. I, I One thing I called out, which I, I just sort of thought about today when I, I looked at it is if, if the ACC does pick up Cal and Stanford, 
it really will be the school, the the big conference with the best schools. You've got a few yep. splinter, and you've got the you've yep. got the Vanderbilt and the SEC. You got Northwestern and the Big Ten. But if you look at the ACC, they'll have about fourteen of their of their eighteen schools will be top 30, 35 institutions in in North America overall yeah. college ranking. So you'll have a pretty dominant conference in terms of academics. Now let's be honest, football is driving this, and football people don't care about academics, but. I thought that was interesting. So I, I do, I do think you're right. You're absolutely right. And it's not all academics, but I do, I, there is some ties that bind just to the alumni. So it creates a, it creates a pretty solid floor for at least, you know, if you have a somewhat marginal team that you're getting six wins, those bigger schools that have a huge alumni network, you know, are more apt to give to the program and things like that. So I, I, I think the ACC is probably well positioned amongst the non big 10 and, and CC schools for that reason. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Um, okay. Let's dive into players. Who's sort of your top quarterback, couple running backs, couple receivers, yeah. tight end, who would you kick it off with? I mean, some of these are gonna be obvious. But I'm just yeah. Caleb's the, Caleb's the obvious choice on this. Obviously Caleb and Drake are the, the, the best prospects that are going to put up huge numbers, but I, I I think uh, Jordan Travis and Jaden Jaden Daniels are going to have big years. Jordan Travis from Florida State and Jaden from LSU, and, and previous to that as Arizona. Uh, I think they're going to have big years. They could possibly they could possibly jump the Michael Penixes as far as putting up fantasy. I don't know that Jaden and Jordan are pro prospects, but I think that they are well suited to the college game and just going to put up enormous numbers what about you so you you called out caleb williams obviously reigning heisman title title holder and they just have a plethora of nfl talent at receiver so he he should put up big numbers i agree with you i mean you call out like i think bo nix is is an underrated prospect they got a lot of talent around them the pac the pac-12 could either be a complete shit show this year where people are running up the score and people don't care or could go the opposite way you just never know I think another name out there that I would call out is at least on the on the quarterback side. I'm curious to see if Michigan ever opens it up. I think JJ McCarthy has got quite yeah. a bit of talent and and around, surrounded by quite a few people. Harbaugh historically has been relatively conservative, and so you get a lot of running back run there. So Blake Corum is obviously a big prospect. Yeah, Quin, Quinshin Ju- Jukins, I think I can't even pronounce. Yeah. His name. He's, I mean, he's on all American list, but you know, because he plays in Ole Miss, I think a lot of people don't know him. He's mm-hmm. he could put up huge numbers this year. So I really like him at receiver. Yeah. We didn't go to, I, yeah. I was always a huge fan of Marvin Harrison. So I've been of following course. his son since he was, I thought he was actually under recruited. I think he was, he was a four-star, but he was a pretty good player and right out of the gate, he's been great. So he's way up there on the receiver side. Um, yeah. I would definitely have him in the top four or five receivers to target when you're building your team. Yeah, I think that there's, I, I think that this is probably a down year for running back prospects, but I think that the wide receiver, like that top 10 are all going to be huge players. Obviously the quarterbacks we already talked about, but Rome Odunze, Odunze from, yep. from Washington is going to have a massive year. I know one guy you like, Luther Burden, is yep. going to have a big year. Is Troy they, Franklin, like you said, Troy Franklin, he's going to have Bo Nix on the Xavier yeah. Worthy has been really productive. Troy Franklin's from my local high school. My son just started at. Awesome. He had a great year last year. 
Uh, Molokai Corley for Virginia Tech, maybe a name that okay. some people aren't paying attention to. I, I think he could explode. Raheem Sanders, by the way, Arkansas running back. He's way up there. He's one guy I kind of like at the next level. I yeah. He's fairly flexible. And then you've got your traditional Wisconsin back and Braylon Allen, who I don't love at the NFL level, but he's, yeah. he's I think he's going to put up good stats and then end up, he'll get drafted. Yeah. Um, Clemson's had a lot of good talent recently. Will Shipley. I don't, he's obviously not Travis Etna level, but he he's decent. Going to put up numbers. Mm-hmm. What's your, what's your take on Joe Milton? Like top five-star recruit. Oh, again, kind of he's got an big. absolute hose. <laughs> like, he's got a great arm. Yeah, um, great that- arm. Yeah. I, I, I like him. I'm not sure if, um, I think they Tennessee's going to also regress to the mean on, um, they had quite a season last year and, uh, obviously with Hendon Hooker and Joe Joe Milton kind of taking over at the t- to the tail end of the year with his injury. Um, it'll be hard to sustain that success. They lose Jalen Hyatt as a receiver. So it'll be interesting to see who steps up to get uh, that target share. But and I think jo- and Joe... And their go-to guy, I mean, the guy that helped me win the year before, who uh, I think yeah. is a much better pro player personally, Cedric Tillman. So they lost yeah. two third-round picks. And if Tillman hadn't been hurt last year, I think he probably goes higher. So you're right. Yeah. They lost They lost some good pro talent there. Although, blanking on the receiver, their number one is a pretty good guy. Looks like he's a solid pro talent, too. I'm Marquis, Marcarius, I think it's Marcarius White. Uh, yes. I'm also thinking of, let me see if I can pull him up. Not seeing him here, but anyhow. They definitely have some talent there, but I agree on the regression. What about tight end? So we've got one guy that I think we all can say is going to be a top pro prospect in Brock Bowers. Yeah. If, you, if you've got to throw out another name, and, and I think in college fantasy, it's tough to find productive tight ends. Kind of just Absolutely. Like so yeah. what, uh, do you have any names to throw out the, there? The default, the default is where I go is it's the and you draft Iowa tight ends. Even if you're getting the backup, they're getting a huge target share in Ference's offense. And, they t- and, and, and obviously that's tight end you. They get they get such good prospects. So Eric All, Luke Lachey, I think are great uh, are great choices. Then you get down into Brett Kuth from from Utah. He's injured. I uh, got injured late last year. We'll see if he comes back. He could have a good year when he gets on the field. Um, and then the Stanford guy, the Eurosec, I think that he might have a big year. I don't know. I don't know too. I don't know. Tight end you before Iowa. So yeah, that's right. Another guy um, that I think you just forgot about because I know we've talked about him is oh of course Syracuse Aronde Gaston Aronde Gaston and then Bowers yeah yeah who are some surprise upperclassmen because in part two we'll kind of go deep on on transfers and impact freshmen but who are some guys you would think that maybe aren't top of mind for people that you want to call out I would say probably Brady Cook at Mizzou. Very off the radar. And I know I think Mizzou is just generally off the radar when it get when it comes to like high powered offenses. There's just so many other teams you can point to in the SEC. And BC's quarterback, Moorhead, Emmett Moorhead. I guess he's a so- he might be a sophomore. That's a good that's a definitely a sleeper name. Yeah. And 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 I and I just I think that those I think that they might have surprising years. And then the other guy I had kind of circled was Rap Spencer Rattler, who's been all over the place, a senior of South Carolina. He's going to get a lot of – he's going to be down, so he's going to throw the ball quite a bit. So yep. we'll see what kind of points he puts up. 
I'll throw out two. I'm sticking in the Pac-12 here. One, maybe not too crazy for people that are Pac-12 followers, but I think nationally isn't as well known, which is Jaden Ott from Cal. Yes. I think Cal could surprise this year, and it would be on the backs of Ott just being spectacular and really carrying that offense. Yep. Um, he was, he's, I'm high on Jay, I'm high on Ott as well. He was on my squad last year. I drafted him as a true freshman. And I think he's going to have a good good year as well. He, he, yeah, I think he, I like him. And then the other one is a Washington State quarterback, Cam Ward. He he can oh. put up some big numbers. He may not. It's this is a sleeper pick. You know, this isn't like I wouldn't pick him as your number one quarterback in a ten team league. But I think he's somebody who you just look at him play. You look at their situation. Look at their schedule. It's not a crazy schedule, and they're gonna they're gonna put up some some numbers there. The other one that I think everyone's yeah. on and is excited about, I know I'm excited about him. I, I don't know what to expect, is uh, Neon Dion's son in Colorado. Yes. Top recruit, went obviously to to play for his dad and now transferred to Colorado. Yeah. He's going to be the starter. They're going to have a very open offense. He's going to want to put yeah. up points. Um, yeah. I, I'm, in, I'm interested to see what kind of year that Travis Hunter has as well, as he was the biggest prospect a couple of years back and he's kind of followed Dion around. I'm seeing some things that he's going to play both ways. So he might be the prime guy. So I'm going to see if, if that has any influence on D on, on Dion kind of giving him touches and letting him return kicks and, and throwing those, throwing those bubble screens to, to see if he can just break one free. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Clearly they're going to, they're making themselves like if you're a diehard college football fan, they're making themselves kind of can't miss TV. So that's gonna be good. Okay, that's a good list. Let's let's take it on the flip side and we'll do sleepers. So the next pod will be kind of young guys and transfer guys. Before we leave, let me tell you a little something. Uptown funk you up. 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 Uptown funk you up.